When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Andy, I used the time during the commercial break to continue my perusal of the social medias, if you will, which was really just sort of like reading into a litany of possible ways that you could (laughs) die because it was pretty miserable. Um, And I'll say this, uh, the one positive like you offered earlier, the, the one sort of upbeat note that I could divine from everything that I read was that people were at least saying it was a day how shall we say, that the defense won the day. So let's take a moment and focus on the positivity of the day in the past week, that the defense, which we all thought was the biggest concern for the Patriots heading into training camp 2022, has looked better than expected. You've had higher levels of compete, scrappiness, speed, and gameplay from the cornerbacks. Of course, the safeties, arguably the best positional group on the team, have been steady Freddie as expected, though there have been some ups and downs from Kyle Duggar. You have seen the emergence of safety slash cornerback Joshua Bledsoe, which has been a very, very pleasant surprise. Uh, The linebacking core of Juwan Bentley, uh, we'll say maybe a little Anthony Jennings sprinkled in. Of course, Raekwon McMillan, who was headed towards a big role last year and now seems to be doing just that after he had to take an unfortunate year off due to an ACL injury. Matthew Judon, when he's out there, looking good or better than expected. And the defensive line, able to stuff the run, get some gap penetrations, and keep the offense on the hurry. Again, I'm trying to stay more positive as everyone else seems ready to punt and say, 5-12 and 12 season, here we go. The, the Patriots can't, they can't coach them up. There's nowhere to go if you don't at least start on the bottom, if you will. And so we'll look at the positive before we go back to panicking and freaking out about the offense. I'm actually interested in the defense and sort of filtering through what is good, what is promising, what is the, the what are the things you're going to build around moving forward, and what is sort of false confidence or mm-hmm. fool's gold because of the struggles of the offense. We talked about it in the first segment. Barmore, Judon, you know those guys are good. And you talked about the safeties. Those safeties are good. Now, if anything, the way Bledsoe has played, and apparently he ended practice with an interception of Brian Hoyer in the red zone, mm-hmm. uh, he's sort of, as you like to say, entered the chat. We were talking about they're going to play four safeties. Oh, hell, let's just play five of them. Let's just empty the bag. We have good safeties. Let's see what you can do. Let's see if you freak out offensively, put five safeties on the field, because I'm still uh, dubious, let's say, of the linebacking group, uh, the Bentley, Mm -hmm. McMillan, Wilson, Jennings, Ucha, like that whole mix is still quantity right now. There are indeed a lot of bodies. I don't know what the quality is. That, you know, we can touch on it maybe a little bit later, but, you know, as we go through this week, one of the topics is going to be what are you watching for on Thursday night? Linebackers. I'm very interested to see who's out there, when, how they play in a full contact, full speed environment because I still think there's questions but yes if you want to stay positive the positive is the defense at worst case scenario the defense has shown 
it can lay it to a bad offense because right now this offense is bad and the defense is taking full advantage. So that's a that's a foundational positive to build from in August. But then Anything when you hear else? things like I, I pre, you are what you else are you digging got? deep. I was gonna say I was gonna say you are digging deep right now, going to depths, bowels, and realms of the excessively positive that I don't believe that you have even scraped before in the afternoons on our podcast Six Rings or even here late at night when you join Mutt or whomever happens to be at the helm during an August night. The defense, okay, let's say the defense is making some strides. That's great. But at what point do you think, <laughs> at what point, honestly, what po- at what point does Coach Belichick, um, um, a spe- offensive special assistant, is that Matt, Matt Patricia's title? Uh, special assistant and offensive line coach. That's right. Special assistant, offensive line coach. Senior wink, wink. Cons- uh, something. He's senior, a senior offensive super buddy. Be- yeah. bu- buddy of Belichick. Yep. Matt Patricia. At what point do they look at the things that they're trying to implement as they look to add some? Uh, they look to update the offense, if you will. If they're looking to make it a bit more contemporary, if they're varying things up. At what point do they look at it and go, we're, we're just going to have to try to implement more of this next offseason because this isn't working and we have four and a half weeks. I mean, That's... they haven't still played a preseason game. And I wonder, you can't help but wonder if a team like the Giants, who from all accounts and reports from our pal Mike Giardi and NFL Network and beyond, they're also undergoing a reasonably terrible or they are still wriggling, if you will, during their practice, uh, practice sessions, during their training camp as well. Are the Giants the best litmus test for the Patriots as to where they are and what kind of progress they're making with their new installs, scheme changes, and personnel groupings? Well, it's a good first step, but I want to get back to your question. You said it, Matt Patricia. Mm -hmm. We can include Joe Judge, whatever, but Matt Patricia. When does he say, oh, crap, we need to... That is what bothers me because he does not... So, therefore, that question, in my opinion, falls on only Bill Belichick because Matt Patricia does not have a an experience level a track record of offensive install dealing with players what it's supposed to look like you know does it take longer on offense you know is the defense ahead of the offense because offense is timing and I've been this through this before I remember in 2014 yeah it was 2014 where it was till the third week of August before we knew what the hell we he doesn't have that experience and it's like anything else you you tend to panic when you don't have experience right isn't what's the phrase like you know when the pressure's on you revert to your training sort of in a military or a police setting right Mm -hmm. you're not a hero you you've trained for that moment and you revert to your training you fall back on your training he has no training to fall back on and that's what I find concerning so this to me has to be on bill these big picture questions how screwed up is it how long do we go with how screwed up it is before we Pull the, pull, pull the plug or push the panic button or whatever cliche you want to use. Start going back to more gap runs and those types of things and doing more traditional Patriot stuff. That question, in my opinion, can really only be answered by Bill Belichick because he has the experience, the track record, the history. Hell, he had the Cam Newton year. He had the rookie Mac Jones year. So it's not like he only has Tom Brady's success years to fall back on. And that's part of my concern with the whatever what what was the final description we gave this patriots coaching stra- staff curious alarming unprecedented uh, just like everything just like every <laughs> just like every uh, i've called it unique i've yeah. called it different i've called it outside the box and like a lot of things from the draft to some other personnel moves that the head coach general manager um 
head cheese of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, has done. I've referred to it as obtusely Belichickian. This is one of those, and it could potentially be another one of those moves where Bill Belichick says, well, you know, this guy knows football. I mean, he's coached before. He's a defensive coordinator of many years, one of the brighter minds in football, and a friend of mine, someone I can trust. I need someone I can trust. If he can figure out how to stop an offense, then he, know, then he should be able to figure out how to attack a defense as well because one side of the ball correlates to the other. It doesn't seem to necessarily, again, I know we're you know 34 days away, three days till preseason game number one. I don't really think it works that way. You know, I think, I don't think the, I, I, you need somebody who has lived and died coming up with plays, scheming new designs, living to find ways to get creative. Adjusting. Adjusting, calling a game, having a game script. Having confidence in their very specific area because they've been there and done that and they've trained for this opportunity, and that's my point. I know a lot of people. Why can't other other people have offensive coordinators? We have an offensive coordinator. Just because he doesn't have a title, we have an offensive coordinator, right? No, we do. Yes, we, no, we do have an offensive but coordinator. doesn't mean and he's I'll, good and, at it. And I'll say this, Andy. I, I said could call it, you we, a brain surgeon. That doesn't mean I want you cutting my head open. No, if I perform surgery on a brain, technically that makes me a brain surgeon. That doesn't exactly. make me licensed. I have not taken the Hippocratic killer. Oath. <laughs> well, a little bit more of that, perhaps, as well. <laughs> I but think you like could fill that role. Months ago, when Josh McDaniels announced that he was leaving, it was when we first heard he was going to the Raiders, I was on with Lou and Christian, and I said I believed that Josh McDaniel Josh McDaniels was criminally underrated and that people were going to miss him something terribly or at least look back on the Josh McDaniels years as prolific and positive uh a creative professional that that the idea that just because last year he kept the restrictor plates and the granny panties on Mac Jones as he was bringing the rookie quarterback along after he knocked off Cam Newton and lord knows he did amazing work in 2020 given what he had to work with and some of the parts he had to work with. My God, getting those Patriots with Asiasi, Nikhil Harry, uh, Demir Bird, and Cam Newton to 7-9 and nine is a masterpiece, and he should be remembered uh, forever positively and brought into the Patriots Hall of Fame. I, like, people are, just because people were mad about a lot of third and twos to Brandon Bolden last year doesn't mean that Josh McDaniels stinks or that Josh McDaniels needed to go get a fresh start and get out of town. People are going to watch some of this football as they implement the scheme changes, they make the personnel changes, and they go through a revamp none of us saw coming on an offense that wasn't broke. As a matter of fact, it was a time-honored family recipe that kept getting some tweaks down the line in lineage and heritage. Now that they're undergoing massive personnel and schematic changes, I guess shame on us maybe. How could we have thought that they would be anything else but fumbling their way through the preseason? Wait, don't, no shame on me. I thought this was a terrible plan from day one. Day absolute one. I thought this was an abysmal plan because I, I, the world is about specialization. Sports, football has become more specialized, not less specialized. And Belichick's theory that a good coach is a good coach, as he said, I believe at the owners' meetings was when he said that. Yes. I just didn't buy. I, I thought it was utterly disrespectful to Josh McDaniels, who had become an expert in his craft. And I quite frankly think there's been little minor pot shots along the way where they have sort of there's been whispers of like Josh McDaniels wasn't as good as we thought. It was too complicated. He was too rigid. Oh, we can finally streamline things now that we got that albatross that was Josh McDaniels off our backs. 
I, I thought there was a lot of disrespect in a lot of ways to the way they handled this offseason in terms of replacing Josh, letting Josh go, and this this presumption that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge would be fine, that there was no no speed bumps coming, no no train coming on the other side of the tracks. And so now, again, it is only a couple weeks into training camp. But to me, all I've heard for years is how valuable this time is. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, you can't make this up. This is where you lay the foundation. This is the building block for what you're going to be as a team. So don't tell me now that this isn't valuable, that we'll make it up, that this is fine. Don't panic. No, you look like crap for two weeks of training camp. That's a bad sign for your season. You may turn it around to some degree, but I'm going to assume if you hadn't looked for crap like crap for two weeks, you would have gone even further come November and December than you will building off of an absolutely abysmal start that's left Phil Perry, not a hot, hot take artist, saying the offense is broken. An absolute, and I haven't seen anyone say unmitigated disaster, but it seems like it's trending that way. And if we want to focus on some of the positive things the offense has done thus far, it looks like if we can run seven-on-sevens all season, Devontae Parker has been a hit on those corner fades and the one-on-one jump compete 50-50 balls. And Tyquan Thornton is faster than advertised and has some great maneuverability, lateral movement, cuts cuts on a dime, and has better hands than advertised. Yep, I like Thornton. Thornton's a keeper. I'm saying it. He's the best young receiver drafted in the first couple days of the draft since Deion Branch. I love him. We have not heard Thornton's a keeper on this radio station in five and a half years. Yeah. The- that Thornton wasn't a keeper. He was a goer. Oh, stop. hey Jerry, how are ya? Uh, hey, uh, another member, another member of the Foxborough fanboydom and the legions of the Patriots. All of you that are struggling right now, having no, no idea we, how to defend. We this honestly team. are. I got, I got to tell you, <laughs> torn Andy, like a used ticket. Oh my God! Honest to goodness, I, I just wonder when the rest of everybody will sort of either get on board and and where does okay? Here's the question. Uh, and we'll have a chance to speak with our own Kyrie Thornton, Patriots beat reporter from WEI.com and the host of the First and Foxborough podcast. In just a few minutes, he's going to call in in our next break and give us probably a con- uh, continuation of what we've discussed today and a little bit more the news of the day, firsthand perspective from Foxborough because he was there for all two hours from four to six to witness the um, interesting practice today. In Foxborough, day ten, I believe, of the practices in the interesting. 2022 is that what we call it? Camp. I'm listen. I'm, do, I'm when your kids bring home an F. Guy. Oh, this is an interesting test you're handing me. Well, is that how, you... how satisfying the A is going to be after we get all these Fs? <laughs> just think how great it's going. to... Oh boy, it, it was just Saturday was so distressing when Giardi said, and that was a great interview we had Saturday. If you'd like to go back and listen to it, of course you can subscribe to the WEI podcast stream or use the Odyssey app. It was right smack dab at two twenty in the middle of the Fitzy and Hart program Saturday. When Giardi said there's no comparison, it's, it's night and day, it's almost laughable to compare the talent and speed up in Buffalo right now with what's going on in Foxborough. I asked Mike to tell me, like, please say that this is like the greatest rope-a-dope in football history or that the Patriots are purposely showing you nothing so they can just come out and wow everybody come early September. I don't know. I'm not, not going to bother deluding myself or anybody else with that thought. But when you hear guys like Khalil Shakur, who you just begged the Patriots to draft, you know, is breaking ankles and adding value, depth, and speed to one of the better wide receiving cores in the NFL, a team that the Patriots didn't make punt except during a windstorm last year. It's, it's Honest to God, it's frustrating. When Waddle and Tyreek Hill are blazing past their own defenders, high-quality secondaries as well, scoring touchdowns on wounded ducks from the duck hunter himself to a tag of Iloa. 
when the Jets, they, of course, they had an injury to Mekhi Becton today, but when the news is more positive than negative coming out of Jets camp, uh, it's distressing, Andy. It is legitimately distressing, which I think casts uh, greater eye and more importance on Thursday's game at 7 o'clock against the Giants as well.